Welcome back, radio entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Lauren Davis, and I'm excited to introduce you all to part two of the seventh FBA Family Business Panel Discussion, The Next Generation of Family Business as Entrepreneur. In this family business-related fall 2022 edition of the panel, we will be covering topics related to mentoring and preparing the next generation, work experience outside the family business for the next generation, the role of a board of advisors and business coaching and mentoring, and much, much more. If you have not yet seen part one of this panel discussion, we recommend you head over to radioentrepreneurs.com or to any of our many channels to catch the first segment where we discuss adapting to succession plans and potential pitfalls. All of these discussions are intended to be highly relevant to family businesses, but also to entrepreneurs of all types. So be sure to follow Radio Entrepreneurs on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, or any of the many other platforms we stream on to catch the third segment as it goes live. Next, I will introduce our three panelists and the host for this discussion. For their full introductions, please refer back to episode one, which is linked in the description below. We're joined today by Stephen Wilchins of Wilchins, Cosentino, and Novins, Kelly Berardi and Rich Hershen of Gray, Gray, and Gray, and special guest Chris Sanders of Insperity, formerly of Santron. Welcome, everyone. Last but not least, a man who needs no introduction, radio entrepreneur's host and founder of Mage, Jeffrey Davis. Welcome, Jeffrey. I will now hand the conversation over to you. Needs no introduction. I thought I was the person who always got thrown out of a party. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe that's why you don't need the introduction. So yeah. Everyone yeah. knows you as that guy. I was wondering if that was a backhanded compliment. Welcome, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to the Family Business Association uh, and these very important and relevant panels. Uh, I want to start off uh, with what does it mean to develop the next generation of the family business? Because I think that's really critical with this ever changing economy development of the leadership skills is a priority. So what does that mean to some, uh, to all of you? And Chris, we are going to call upon you with that one because you were right in the thick of being that person. I think it depends as always, but on the company, the company and where they are, what the personality of the family member is. So for example, um, what is needed? Is it someone who is a steward of the family wealth and the company? Is it needed that you're a transformer of the business where you need some entrepreneurial spirit within the company to innovate? Is it needed someone to, well, maybe leave and start another venture, so more entrepreneurial? Or or start another division in the company itself. So I think it depends. I mean, there's a lot of questions um, based on where, what's needed in the company at the point in time that this that the uh, family members are being faced with this issue. Anyone else before I throw it over to Chris? Come on, Chris. All right. Um, yeah. And, and Stephen is, is dead on what is needed, right? How do we take that uh, next generation, uh, the individual who's 
passion or has become the face of the company, right? When it comes out to the business world, um, you know, certainly from a sales perspective and you're out there and they think of that company and they think of you, what is needed? What does that individual need to help elevate them? Or what is there, what level can they get to, right? Is it CEO? Um, is it someone to help the operational side of things? Um, you can't fit someone into the wrong seat. It could be the right person in the wrong seat and that's just not going to do it either. So what's needed to help elevate them and, and help transition the, the company um, into their, into their hands in one way, shape or form. Uh, you know, one of the questions that I get frequently is about the development of the people. And I, you know, again, Chris, you might have a perspective on this. I do as well. Do you, do you think it's a good idea with family members to expose them to every aspect of the business during the developmental program or pr process? I do. I mean, I personally do. I think that's fantastic to be touching all of that, understanding how this all works uh, from the ground up, understanding the people, the role, um, you know. I, yeah, I, I, I think that's a tremendous piece uh, to understand you know, to help better the, for the betterment of the business moving forward. And that was done with you. Sorry. So that's what you did, Chris. You you look. You got to see every aspect of the business. Yeah, from the ground up, from sweeping floors to what goes on in the machining area, to the assembly, to the way that you know you the way you ship, the way you receive, the the way that the you know understanding the financial, you know, going over uh, the financials uh, monthly, and not only that, but uh, how we're communicating with our with our team from. Um, you know, from a more of a human resources side, and then as well from the front end of the business, well, how are we drive in top line revenue, uh, the sales, uh, you know, how are we positioning ourselves, and then as well as the strategic planning. So it's, it's everything in between. I've seen it. You know, I think it's a good idea. I agree with you, Chris. To um, you know, it's not always that the next generation, son or daughter, is going to be an active participant, but just to be exposed to different things. Now, I've been many meetings. We're doing, you know, year-end planning as part of the audit or taxes. And, you know, I've got a few clients. They always bring their children to those meetings that are in the business just to see that side of it and know that taxes are a part of the company. The audited financial name is part of the company um, and all needs to be taken care of. And so just learning that, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of downside. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know how you can be an effective leader without having uh, sort of intimate knowledge uh, around every aspect of the business, right? I don't know how you can speak to, you know, Chris, like you said, the assembly line and issues with the assembly line if you've never worked there, right? And I, and I think that's where leadership sort of falls down. And that's where people within the organization lack respect for the leader when the leader stands up and talks about things that he really has no knowledge of. Um, and I think you lead better when you know people and when you've had um, exposure to people at the various levels and you know what everyone um, goes through at the various levels within the organization. And I think people tend to respect you more when you've been around and interacted with everybody within the organization. So I think it's essential. And I think, you know, the clients that I have um, who's, who's, you know, who's the sort of the next generation has done that. They're far more successful than the other ones that just come in and, and think they know everything without having done anything. I would like to. Could I take a contrary position on this? Sure. One? Well, first of all, uh, I don't see employees, general employees, touching every phase of the business. So, it, you know, the fact that you have a name 
of the family business that entitles you to touch every business. I think it only gives you that entitlement if you earn it. And I think part of that conversation as you develop in the, if you're a family member is seeing parts of different parts of the business that will, you know, give you the maturity and understanding how key employees work in certain areas of the business, okay? But I don't really think just touching everything is good because I don't really think, I think your employees don't understand that this is just moving the person around for a little while, you know, keep them busy for six months so he gets some experience in the, the stock room and then he moves up somewhere else. I think, I think the employee, the family member employee has to earn that right as they go up, goes up the ladder. Cause that will also give the employees a lot more respect for this person. Well, I'll just add a little bit different. I, you know, I, I grew up in a family business and, uh, I think a lot of the parents of people in business today, the parents had small businesses and when they were growing up, they worked in every aspect of the business. Right. So when they have their children touch every aspect of the business, it's as much to be, to win credibility from the parents as it is from the other workers in the company. But, you know, my, my, my parents, the attitude with me was, we're going to have you do every dirty job in every part of the business so that you learn, so that people learn to respect you for not being a prince and, and an entitlement position and that you're willing to work hard. But for me personally, learning to buy and sell, seeing both sides really did give me a full perspective on the business. And then working in a warehouse and, and, and working on trucks did help me. But again, if you're going into a large family business, it's really hard to get in and touch everything in today's world. So I do think you have to adapt it for today's economy. I see, Chris, you're nodding a lot with what I'm saying. But you did touch every aspect of your business. Certainly, certainly. And again, you know, you, you want to avoid that. Uh, and I think you said the word the prince, right? You don't you, we don't want that to be what what the goal is here. And we're just we're just shoving them through the system real quick. Hey, go a couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks there. It's real time. It's real investment. And it's just treating them as as a, as an employee and the ability to see um, and grow within those roles. As long as you're doing the same thing for uh, for other employees and you have that structure set up where you do reward uh, and you're able to grow from within and, and have those positions. But um, no, I agree with you. I think I think for the individual, for the family member, the one who's touching all of those roles and really seeing all sides of it, I th it's that's an education you can't get anywhere else. You know, right. you can't read that anywhere else. Right. Like for example, Chris, if if the employee family member was working in the manufacturing in back, for example, but the hours were six to four. But he would come in, he or she would come in at nine. I mean, oh, great. He gets experience, he or she gets experience. But what does that say to your employees? What does that say to other key yeah, management staff? What's that? So yeah. it's you have to be careful with the, the employees. I think my, you know, like my, my father, and I always quote him when I'm doing consulting, my father used to get me out of bed at 5.15 in the morning. And he used mm -hmm. to say to me, you got to get here first and you got to be here last because the one thing they need to believe is that you earned this job, that it wasn't given to you. And that's what you're talking about, Steve. There's no replacement for hard work. 
I think that's the bottom line that we're all saying. You got if you're going to be in a family business, it's not a gift to not work hard. It it's it's an appointment to work the hardest and show people your commitment to the business. But along those lines, let me ask another question because again, these segments go so quickly. It really has to do with boards and boards of advisors. And I know Steve, you're you you get involved with this every day. How important in a family business do you think it is to build a board or a board of advisors and have a proper structure that has families seeing external standards and hold them accountable? All those different things that I just listed. A one to 10, I'd say a 12. Once you get to a certain size, I think it's critical for the, the CEO and the top management staff to get in different perspective from other people. And it's very important. And also the board talks more strategically that you don't have the opportunity when you're talking about, you know, tactically and the management issues on a day-to-day, but your board, this, the entrepreneurs, the family owners need to spend the time to think strategically. And this, this forum gives you this opportunity. All right. Anybody else want to touch the board? I agree 100% with Steve. I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it can help in so many ways. It can also just sort of take some of the emotion out of it. So you're not making, you know, you've got independent people that are not part of the family that won't let emotion necessarily factor in of, I don't want to hurt dad's feelings, or I don't want to do this to my daughter or so on. Um, They come with a little different perspective and can look at it. What's best for the business. Um, And I think that's really healthy to have that perspective. And Chris, your family had uh, it implemented a board, and now you have an external board of directors. Uh, and I, I would assume that that's helped to, ki- to continue the family legacy of having a business. Absolutely, and that was the biggest tra- the biggest change is having those outside board members. Right, it's kind of tough when the uh, shareholders are the board members, are the executive team. We're not really going to accomplish much, but having those outside board members that can bring that experience and that point of view is certainly a huge, uh, a huge difference uh, in helping the company continue to grow and move forward. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the biggest pitfall, Steve, you're going to, I think, pick up on this one again, are what I call FOD, friends of dad. You don't want to build a board or a board of advisors of just buddies of the family as well. You want people who are independent thinkers will be thinking independently, working towards an independent agenda and working towards holding the family accountable towards proper corporate standards, because just saying yes and agreeing with them is a big problem. That's a good point. And also term limits. There should be an expectation that you will only serve for a year or two or three years, but that's it. Because I think that that helps on both the counts. One, you get stale as a board member if you're not engaged enough and the, and the family members um, feel complacent and they, have an, and they feel more, it's more important to them to have loyalty rather than innovation and creative ideas. Right. And I'll say I've been on boards uh, where I was asked to think independently, which I think was a code for, I hope you agree and support me. Because as soon as I made a comment that was contrary to a family member, I was told that I had outlived my usefulness. (laughs) And that's, and I always feel that now I'm really doing my job because I'm telling them what I really think that I'm not paid 
to just say yes. I don't know how to do that anyway. So it's always been a problem. So Jeffrey, the one place that have... it helps. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Kelly. Yeah. I think you also need to make sure you've got a nice diverse board um, in terms of having different representation from different industries, different ages. Um, and that helps to sort of round up the board quite nicely. And it people have it's important to have different ideas um, and not have everyone sort of be the same cookie cutter presentation on the board. It's just not a good idea. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe one of the most important points, Kelly, and that is the recruitment of diversity on a board. I think it's been in a lot in the literature in the last few years. But again, I said the worst thing on one end was <laughs> FOD, friends of dad. On the other on the other side, you know, we can also have different family members always picking their ally. So each person mm -hmm. picks an ally, and then you just have factions within the board. I think really diversity and independence towards loyalty to the business is really what you want, not loyalty to the family. Right. Good. So we're going to turn it over to uh, Lauren, our producer, Lauren. Thank you, everyone. That was an intriguing conversation about mentoring and preparing the next generation of family business leaders. That wraps up part two of this fall 2022 edition of the FBA Family Business Panel Discussion. Thank you to all our listeners and viewers who have tuned in for this panel. Links will be provided in the video's description below to part one if you didn't already hear it, and part three of the discussion to hear more on these topics. And if you're a fan of our videos, please be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, press that bell button. It helps immensely and will let you know when we go live. Radio Entrepreneurs is also active on LinkedIn. Be sure to go follow our page there as well for more business advice and discussions. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more stories on Radio Entrepreneurs.